Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to TVN's Praise Podcast, hosted by Matt and Lori Crouch, where you will hear interviews with some of your favorite Bible teachers, pastors, authors, and Christian leaders. On today's show, Lori Crouch hosts New York Times bestselling authors and Bible teachers, Christine Kane and Victoria Osteen. They discuss how identities and destinies are restored when we accept God's forgiveness for our past and step into His freedom and grace for our future. I think one of my uh, most dear friends that has gone through probably more than most is sitting right here on my right. She has been through so many unexpected things in her life. And Christine, you minister around the world. You you are a champion for women, a total activist yeah. with A21. You have Propel. You have so many things going. Um, and But you've had so many crazy things happen yeah. to you. So you've written Unexpected. Tell us some of the, just the, a, a little part of your story first so that everybody knows. Sure. And then let's get into some of that unexpected stuff and how you've dealt with it. For sure. Well, you, well, you know, for um, a lot of people that don't know, at, at 33 years old, I found out um, by accident, really, uh, that um, I had been adopted. I was left in a hospital at birth. And so imagine growing up 33 years of your life and you've got an older brother and a younger brother and you thought you were all biological siblings. And at 33, you find out that the three of you came from three different sets of parents. And um, as you could imagine, it was uh, shocking news and, you know, to find out that you're not who you thought you were. And so that that was um, certainly a shock. I think to add to that, you know, for 12 years of my life, from the time I was very young, before I went to school, is my first conscious memory, right through into my teenage years, I was um, sexually abused for 12 years of my life, which which damages you in every uh, every respect. You know, we hear so much in the media now, and I'm so grateful that abuse is being brought to the fore, where people are going, it's not okay, because it's never been okay. And I just want to be clear, it's never been okay. Uh, God has never thought it's okay. And I'm so grateful that it's been brought to the fore that the world is talking about it. Um, But unexpected came out of that. Here is me, that I was left in a hospital, unnamed and unwanted. I was abused for, you know, 12 years of my life. I was born in uh, the poorest zip code in my state, the third poorest zip code in all of Australia. So I grew up in government assisted housing. And I tell people everywhere, you know, I fit every government funding category in Australia. I was a marginalized, oppressed, ethnic, uh, minority, abused, adopted woman. You know, I go, I could make a fortune out of government funding because they fund people like me and, you know, they give me a label and they say, victim, come back next week and receive payment and we will label you again. Victim, victim, victim. And I think there's a little bit of that in the atmosphere in the world today that, you know, um, the, and I understand I'm not at all minimizing anyone's pain. I, I know what it's like to feel pain. I know what it's like to have not had a great start in life. But the good news is that you can start bad and you can finish good in and through a relationship with Jesus Christ, that Jesus can take all of the bad things that have happened to you and 
turn them and work them together for your good and for his glory. And that's just not a nice, cute Bible verse. I'm living proof of that. I was left in a hospital. I was abused. And today, by the grace of God, Nick and I are rescuing slaves around the world, leading one of the largest anti-trafficking organizations in the world today. Just two months ago, we received, you know, the Mother Teresa um, Social Justice Memorial Award. That was unexpected. (laughs) Um, So just a recognition of really the team's work for way more than mine, the the work of our team in 14 offices around the world. But imagine if I had still kept a victim mentality. Imagine if I was still, because young women like me with my kind of background don't often end up doing what I'm doing. They end up either many drug dependent or alcohol dependent, two or three different kids maybe to two or three different fathers or confused about their identity and they're broken. And a lot of people spend their life going, well, you know, it's not my fault. Look what he did to me or look what she did to me or look what they said about me. And it's all valid. I'm not minimizing that. But there comes a place where you need to make what Jesus Christ did for you bigger than what they did to you. And I had to come to a place and I discovered, that's where I discovered the unexpected grace of God, because it's one thing to receive God's grace to go. And I heard that for a long time. Christine, God can do something with someone like you because for many years, and there's someone watching this today, and I'm sure that you feel like I did for a lot of years, I would be sitting in church or maybe watching a broadcast like this and thinking, yeah, it's okay for her, but you don't know what happened to me. And I would love to think that God could use me, but what I've done is unforgivable. What's happened to me is just so bad. And I used to be that person sitting in the back of church going, yeah, but if my pastor knew what they did to me. But then there came a day where I believed that, wow, maybe the grace of God is enough for me as well. But then to go from that to receiving God's grace and then choosing to walk in the new creation that you are, they're two different things. And that's what I have discovered. Some of us, maybe we even receive the grace of God and we receive salvation, but we don't walk in the life that is ours. Uh, beyond our past and that's our new creation life that I am no longer defined by what happened to me but I can have an unexpected adventure and I really wrote that because I thought I want people to know that there are unexpected blessings there is unexpected grace there is an unexpected new start and that I began to listen to this victim mentality and I thought whoa uh, you can still even be a Christian and think of yourself as a victim And I thought, you're never going to live. You're going to go to heaven, but you're going to have a real miserable time here on earth until you get to heaven. And you don't have to. You can actually have, um, you can know unexpected favor. You can know unexpected blessing, unexpected grace. And I look at what God's done. Today, we're sitting here celebrating my daughter's 16th birthday in Israel. Who would have thought a woman with my background would be married, celebrating next week, 22 years of marriage with Nick? My daughter's flourishing in life, 16th birthday. My younger one is 12, sitting here with two women of God, with my broken background. I couldn't have a proper friendship with a woman when I was younger ever in my life. I was so broken and I never would have had the courage to sit here and look you in the eye and be able to have a conversation. But Jesus has set me free and Jesus has given me a new beginning. And I think in the book, I wanted to go and I went through a lot of broken stories from you know, cancer diagnosis to friends of mine that have been divorced, that have lost babies, that have never been able to bear children, that have been single way into their 30s when they thought they would be married. Um, it, it, broken friendships and betrayal. So it connects with everyone, but it doesn't stop there because I think a lot of what's happening on the earth today is we're just stopping and we're getting 
caught up in one another's misery and we're sitting in the pit together and all we're talking about is the pit. And I'm like, oh no, there's an unexpected blessing that can get you out of that and propel you into your purpose. Mm. You know, I love that because I think the enemy of our soul wants to paralyze us, wants to take us to a time in our life that, that you can just stop and live in. And it paralyzes us. And I know that God wants to break chains off of people's minds and their hearts to to move forward, to move on, because better things are ahead for you. You know, it's interesting because we you were saying in your book, you know, there's a lot of unexpected things that happen. You're going along and you don't know. You know, you get a diagnosis, someone you lose in your family, maybe you have a financial crisis. You know, the thing to remember is it may be unexpected for us, yeah. but it's no surprise to God. That's it. And I think that's what happens. We have to realize this is devastating. Yeah. This is difficult, but I'm still in that uh, palm of God's hands. Yes. This is not unexpected to him. He's, he didn't just wake up and go, oh, wow, how did that happen to them? I wasn't expecting that. Exactly. You know, God's already put in us everything that we need. And I think... Christine, what you were saying was that you came to the realization one day that you don't have to continue down this path, that there's more inside of you. And you know that the choice was yours. You could either live as a victim or you could rise up and begin to think differently and change your perspective. And I think even all those years sitting in church, whether you were back there in the back pew with shame, it was all part of your preparation. Yes. yes. And so there may be people out there today and say, that's me sitting yeah. in the back of the pew saying, I'm ashamed. I don't want people mm. to find out. Mm. But you know what? You're right where you're supposed to be. Yeah. Everything that has happened to you is not going to be wasted. God is preparing you to rise up. Totally. And so when you see a life like Christine's, you can tell people, I had to dig deep. Yes. I had to learn some resolve. You know, I had to do some things. And I think it's really important that we just share today maybe some of the things. It's, we brought up the woman at the well that day. Yeah. She came ashamed. Yeah. You were saying she came at, at noon when all the other women had gone so that she didn't have to tell her story, that she didn't have to be well, talked everyone about. Everyone probably already knew who she was. Yeah. And so she didn't yeah. put herself yeah. in that place to be criticized. Mm-hmm. But the beauty was that day she came to the realization when she met Christ that she didn't have to go back the same. Totally. And it was the day that you, tell us about the day that you came to that realization. You'd been sitting in church, but I don't have to go back the same way. That's it. And I think that, and I I love the way it goes. She she went actually back to the town instead of trying to hide, you know, they were all talking about her anyway, but you know, she goes, oh, let me tell you about this man I met who told me everything about myself still loves me. And that's, she was set free in that moment. It's like, hang on a minute. And I think it's that day that I realized Jesus actually knows it all Mm. and never condemns you. Mm -hmm. Actually understands why the struggle, why the pain, Mm -hmm. and many times why actually we've developed. I had developed so many patterns of destructive behavior. I was in such a destructive relationship. But the grace of God met me. And it's almost like the woman at the well. Jesus is, hey, let me tell you why you're doing this. It's, it's, I'm not, uh, he's not even... 
wasn't like judging me for what I was doing that was wrong. It was like, let, let me tell you the root of it. Mm. And I want you to know that I'm living water. I can actually solve that pain. Mm. You know, you don't need to run from relationship to relationship, Christine. No, no one's going to be able to fill that hole in your life, honey. And it's almost like with a grace, not, not a condemnation, right. you know, where other people might go, well, let me tell you about Chris Kane. Yeah. Jesus was like, oh, no, no, no. Let me tell you why you're hurting. Let me tell you what it is that you're looking for. And that's what he does with you wherever you are. He comes and steps into your pain, not with judgment or condemnation. He said that to the woman caught in the act of adultery. Look, that, that don't condemn you, ne neither do I. I've got better for you. you. You don't have to sin anymore. There's something better and that's me. And he said to the woman at the well, out of me, you know what? You're going to drink of this living water. You're never going to run dry. And I can say to you 30 years ago, when I came to that realization, when it was like, you know what, Jesus, and really the power for me came at the moment, the whole breakthrough in my life, and it was painful getting there. I'm not going to minimize that for anybody was when I really came to the point of being able to forgive the abusers against me. At that time, you know, and it was like the Lord was speaking to me and I knew it was like I was, I'd hit this wall and I wasn't going to go further. And I can tell you a direct correlation between the night, I was in a small group at church, so it was my small group leaders, we were on our knees. It took me nearly two hours, like to be able to say the words from my heart where I was able to, you know, name the injustice that was done towards me and to be able to truly forgive from my heart. But I can tell you from that night to here, everything changed. It was like a freedom came, chains broke. Um, and that was the difference between me just receiving God's grace and forgiveness. And when I was able then to forgive, it opened the door to so much opportunity and destiny and a lot of what you see today, Chris Kane preaching and teaching around the world, writing books, Propel, A21, that came after that. So maybe for someone today watching this, you've been wondering, what is this key? What is it? Why haven't I had this breakthrough? Jesus, I've received your forgiveness, but where are these blessings that I've been believing you for? Where is this next door of opportunity? May I just suggest that perhaps... You know, when we pray to Jesus and he says, this is how you pray to the Father, forgive us our sins as we forgive those that sin against us. And Matthew says, you know, that um, if we don't forgive man his sin against us, then God won't forgive our sin against him. And by that, he means that there is a blockage that happens when unforgiveness and bitterness settles in your heart. And right now that blockage can lift off your life. I'm not minimizing it. I'm not saying it's easy. The enemy wants you to carry that pain. He wants you to carry that unforgiveness. But like my spiritual mother, Joyce Meyer always says, unforgiveness is like you drinking poison and expecting someone else to die. You need to let go for you. Worse than me being sexually abused for 12 years, much worse was me carrying those abusers into my future every single day through bitterness and unforgiveness. When I forgave, it set me free. I was no longer carrying them into my future. I could leave the past behind and I could walk into the future free and in the fullness of who God created me to be. And I don't think it's an accident that you've just tuned into TBN right now. I think that God is speaking to you and you've been wondering, what is it? What is this blockage? And right now I'm believing God with you, that the Holy Spirit is going to give you the strength and the courage to be able to forgive those. You have to understand, even as I'm saying this, someone's thinking, but Christine, if I forgive, that somehow makes what they did right. 
And that's the lie the enemy wants you to believe because it doesn't make it right. Can I just tell you, God is your vindicator and he will never leave you or forsake you. And let me just say, sometimes you ducking and letting God get them is a whole lot better than you trying to hold a grudge against them forever. God is able to make a way where there isn't no way. He will deal with that. And you could just fix your eyes on him, release the perpetrators of that injustice to God and you begin to move forward and as you receive that love and grace of God. You know something that I've I've experienced in my own life is is I've had to forgive and then I've had to forgive again. <laughs> and it's like, okay, I thought I forgave them. I got to do it again. You know, and I love God. I love God's grace because when Jesus told his disciples, they said, okay, well, Lord, how much, how many times are we supposed to forgive? And he said, I want you to forgive 70 times seven. And if you think of that, you just think, oh, that's just crazy. Totally. But you know what? <laughs> you knew it would take a lot. <laughs> that's what God's grace was. It is. That's what it is today. You might have to forgive or oh, yeah. ask forgiveness 490 times yeah. a day. That's Jesus' grace that's is so grace. sufficient for us that he allows it. Go ahead, baby. Go ahead. Exactly. For, uh, you know, forgive him again. I'm right here, you know, in the, and and. God heals and time heals and all of a sudden you wake up one day and you know what that that's oh, yeah. that's gone that 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 it's a hard shell is gone. it is it wants to create a hardness it wants to create a cynicalness I oh, mean yeah. bitterness wants you to it wants to change your perspective it wants to take a pure heart and it wants to fill it with just impurity and so I and and I think it's interesting because it's difficult to forgive when someone's done something to you. But I believe that the scripture teaches us how to forgive. And, and it says to pray for those yeah. who persecute you. Pray for those who have sinned against you. So unnatural. So unnatural to pray for people who have hurt you. Oh, yeah. But I believe that's the beginning. If you can begin to utter, God, bless them. Yeah. Help them. You know, and it forgive. might sound so impossible when you first say that. You know, you yeah. go, okay, I don't really mean that, but but I'm doing but it in obedience, absolutely. And there's the there's the yes, key. there's the key. What are you doing life. in obedience? Yeah. You know, and I believe that's what breaks the hard shell. I believe that's what begins to soften our heart and make it pliable, yeah. so then God can really begin to do the work because it's difficult in that seventy times seven. You may have to pray for him 70s times seven, but anything that you are giving out, you are going to get back. So if you are praying for your enemies, God is going to make sure that, you know what, someone's praying for you. He's going to make sure there's, you know, you're going to be able to to overcome because that's just the way God works. He says, if we give, we always get back. So sometimes we think, I'm not going to pray for them. What if they get blessed and I don't? Mm That's well, the truth. That's, that's what the truth. I mean, yeah, our mind that's exactly tells us right. all kinds of yeah. crazy things, <laughs> yeah. you know. But yeah. God is God has got you. That's great. Yeah. And you know what? It doesn't. No man can bless you the way God blesses Come on, you. Girl. So you don't yeah. have to look at for people. You just be obedient to God, and God will turn things around in your life. And and so I, I just believe that is the key. If you're asking today, well, that's yeah, right. it's easy for you to forgive. Well, you know, it's not easy for any of us to forgive. But the key to is is to begin to pray for the other person. Well, I love what you just said. You said, you know, you don't do it because it feels good. You do it because Jesus said to. That's it. That's it. You know, and I remember Mama Joyce 
saying, you know, it's really hard to, to not love someone or to actually hate someone when you're praying for them. Yes. And I think that's a key, too. Very much so. And Jesus knows that. That's why he told us to do it. Because <laughs> you don't come to him and go, I hate them, God. You know, after a while, you know, it's like, I really hate them. You know, it's like, that's not, you know, that's not going to work for the long term. <laughs> well, you know, it's so funny. Have you ever looked up in the Psalms going, okay, does David ever pray that people die? I do. I have. Like, I call, I call down two bears from the mountain. I told you, girls, you're going to get reality on this show. At least you're going to go, that's exactly how. I feel. <laughs> but then he always asks forgiveness. Always. I'm always looking for those scriptures. And you have to know the is reason that legal? is because it sets us free. And, yes, and what it does. it does is it changes us. I think that's that's the yeah. deal. I think I weave forgiveness through three major chapters in the book because in one of the chapters I talk about a friendship betrayal. And, you know, um, it, it's one thing to was forgive. Us. The, <laughs> wasn't us. Wasn't yeah, us. I'm here just struggling <laughs> with really this. <laughs> but um, I just... Um, you know, it's one thing to talk about forgiving the abusers from 30 years ago, 40 years ago, well now, you know, 45 years ago. And even as Christians, people kind of get excited. Yeah, wow, Christine forgave those people that abused her back then. But then you forget, we're still living today. And so now what's, you know, it is highly unlikely, almost impossible that anything like that will ever happen again. So I'm not likely to ever have to forgive that kind of offense. Um, but and nowadays, it's um, it it doesn't change. It's a different sort of pain. But here I was walking, and David says in the Psalms, you know, it would have been okay if my enemy, because sometimes it's yeah. easy to understand when an enemy does something to hurt you. Like if someone says something on Twitter, it doesn't even. If I don't know them, it doesn't even affect me really. At the end of the day, I don't even know that they've done it. So I often think you shouldn't waste your time because I don't even read it. But um, but when it's a close friend, and and he says, but my friend who I used to go to the house of God with that we worship. And I think that's a lot more of a reality with people. You go, what do I do? And our churches are full of this with people that I was in intimate friendship with. We were praying together. We loved each other's kids, you know, and then all of a sudden something happens. And for me, I think probably the last few years of my life, the last couple of years, a, a friendship betrayal was the the biggest unexpected um sort of kick in the guts and that's what in the Eugene Peterson version in the Psalms he says what do you do when you've been kicked in the gut you've got to be close to kick someone in the gut see a lot of people if they're far away and they might, might say things about me it doesn't wind me because it's not it's not close but if you're part of my family or my intimate friendship circle oh boy and that then is I think why Jesus is you know seven 70 times seven and guess what my mercies are new tomorrow morning again and the next morning and then you every morning because we're going to have to get good by this will all men know that we are his disciples by the love that we have one for another now I love to preach this stuff but God was like sweetheart you want to write a chapter about this you're going to walk about David his own family oh yeah (laughs) you know didn't even he didn't qualify in his father's eyes to be the next king but his brothers qualified for whatever reason his father didn't understand what God was doing. So there's plenty of people out there who people don't understand what God's doing in your life. They don't understand the anointing. They don't understand that you've, you know, you've got an assignment from God and you can't let that hold you back because David was in that same boat. He was out in the shepherd's field. Uh, The prophet Samuel came to his house and said, I'm here to anoint the next king. And he said, oh, great. Well, I've got, you know, seven sons that you can choose from and totally. paraded him in front of all of, of him. And he said, well, 
the king's not here. Do you have any more sons? And it was only then that he brought David in. And I can only imagine how David felt. I mean, (laughs) there's his brothers. Did he hang his head? Did he come in thinking, wow, am I even the one? I mean, I'm I'm the last pick. Am I even the one? But it was that day that Samuel said, this is the one and anointed him. But you think about that and you think about that rejection. Oh, yeah. You know, think about what the enemy does. It, it brings condemnation. Yes, all the you time. You know, and when you're under that heavy condemnation totally. and that you, you can't even find the faith. So yeah. I believe that that's one thing that we have to oh, yeah. really separate in our mind when we're feeling condemned. Yes. You have to understand that is not God. No. That's the enemy speaking yes. to you. God convicts us. He doesn't condemn us. Totally. He shows us the way. He doesn't say you're a loser. Exactly. You know yeah. what? You're, you, you know, you, you stay in the back of the church, Christine. You totally. know what? Hide yourself. Yeah. That's not what God does. Totally. He loves us to repentance. His goodness brings us to the place of understanding so that we can turn. So, you know, I think that's another key oh, yeah. to bring people out of that place that even like you felt that yes. day. And you said, I made the choice to, to, to understand the difference between condemnation. Yes, and understanding of conviction. How, how do I separate the It is huge because, you know, Scripture tells us, therefore there is now no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. So no means none. In the Greek, Hebrew, and Aramaic, that word, there is no condemnation. But then you've got to understand the enemy's profile, job profile, he's the accuser of the brethren. And as last I checked, he's very gainfully employed. He's doing what he does best, accusing the brethren. That's why you think, what is this incessant voice in my head? And normally when you're just about to go to sleep or just about to wake up, the accuser of the brethren, he begins, which is why Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father, making intercession for us all of the time. We hope you're enjoying the Praise Podcast. We'll get back to the interview soon. got to remind ourselves though I've got to tell myself because condemnation comes to us more naturally than conviction it's God's kindness that leads us to repentance so he convicts us of sin so we can be free to keep moving on condemnation gets us stuck um, with that whole thought that I can't and I won't and I think it hinders giving forgiveness and receiving forgiveness both things because sometimes and someone you might be watching this and you're actually as I've been talking you're like I'm the one that did the thing to the friend Christine that you're talking about I want you to know I mean, I've done it to plenty of people too, sometimes unintentionally, and I talk openly about that. It's not just, so that's why Jesus is, make sure that you're forgiving and receiving forgiveness because the fact is oftentimes we do things to hurt people that we don't even realize that we've done. As a mother, how many times have I said things unthinking or and my kids have taken it? I've got two teenage daughters, so, you know, that that can be translated with hormonal <laughs> patterns during the month of how so you know um I, i've several times i've said to them i'm so sorry will you forgive mommy I, I shouldn't have said it with that tone of voice or you know just sometimes i haven't thought about it so i think that you have to understand we have to give it but you might be listening to this going i i did that to a friend i want you to know even for you there is now no condemnation and i agonize through that chapter because i'm saying that to you and for me to be able to say it to conviction with conviction I could be now saying it to the person that really hurt me, and you might know that. And I want you to know I'm free and you're free, and that's the whole point of it. But I also think it's it's freeing to ask for forgiveness Very exactly. much so. from people. You know, maybe there are people. I mean, there are people that, I mean, I remember, you know, things, little things even growing up that, that I might have said or did to somebody, and I don't know who they are today, <laughs> and I can't find them, but... 
you know, I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> I am so sorry yes. if God would have you watching today. That's how I, feel. I think you know what I'm talking about, yeah. and I'm yes. sorry. <laughs> but that's that's also a very freeing thing because, yeah. you know, very if you don't so. receive forgiveness and you don't give forgiveness, Satan loves to use that oh, yes, to... It could erect your marriage. Oh, very much. It could wreck your children. Mm -hmm. It could wreck all. You could, your life could be wrecked. We could all, we could all be victims of something, and it just destroy it. It's there to destroy because that's it's what good to get quick one. at repenting. Hello. Absolutely. You know what? If yeah. you if you don't carry condemnation, totally, you can get quick at repenting. Yeah. 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 Because you can come to terms with Beautiful. it. I mean, I I. I probably do this five times a day if a thought comes into my mind. And I think that that is not of God. That's not mm -hmm. me. You wow. know what? I'm better than that. And I just say, God, forgive me. And I don't carry that with me yeah. because I want to open myself up to say, you know what? I'm free. Yeah. I yeah. am free not to walk in con. I'm free to love. Yeah. I'm not stuck in this. And yeah. that's what we have to get good at doing. We have to get good at recognizing Who's talking to us? Yeah. And we have to get good at saying, hey, I, I you know, when I recognize it, say, you know what? There I don't want go. to think those thoughts. Yeah. I, I don't want to form a weapon against my husband, yeah. my children, my neighbor, because that's what the enemy wants us to do. They, he wants us to give a good excuse why, why something can't happen in our yes. life yes. or why it happened something. this way. And when you just say I'm not I'm not giving in to that I, I I'm, I'm you know what I'm asking for forgiveness I'm going to be a quick repenter yeah. you know I believe that it frees you up to hear from God yes. to move forward and to not carry that con you know because there's nothing worse than thinking oh, I, I thought this and I totally. thought that and it just it just heaps you know injury upon insult yeah. upon you know and so you just have to get free of that and be quick and it's amazing what God will do in your life. You know, I remember even um, at Bible college, one of the things that we learned, and it stuck with me, is, um, the, you know, this great theologian comes in like, be unoffendable <laughs> and keep short accounts. If you have those two things, um, you will actually move forward in life because it is amazing. And sometimes we carry offenses and we, we block a lot of God's blessing through the offense that's in our heart, through the bitterness that's in our heart. And God wants to pour unexpected favor, unexpected blessing, unexpected breakthrough. God can still part Red Seas. But if we're going to hang on to that offense, if we're going to keep accounts, I mean, some of us women are unbelievable. We could turn to our husband and remember something from seven years ago, what he was wearing, where he was standing, what tone of voice it was. And we remind, and you know, Nick is like, really, Christine, you need to get a better forgettery. You need to really, really develop your forgettery. And just because he, he like, he doesn't even remember that thing happened. I mean, my husband has got this amazing ability to quickly forgive, quickly move on. And it does lead to the freedom you're talking about, the joy you're talking about. The, it produces the fruit of the spirit. And I think a lot of times we're trying to get the fruit and God's going, you know what? You can just produce it if you would let go of this. If you would um, ask for forgiveness and give forgiveness, be unoffendable, keep short accounts. God says he takes our sins, casts them as far as the east is from the west and remembers them no more. And maybe we would get... Um, a, a lot better off in life if we remembered some things no more, if we actually forget. I, I prayed for a woman and she comes up and she says, I want you to pray for my, my marriage. And she said, my husband just doesn't do anything right. And she pulls out a list. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Really? Of all the things he's done <laughs> wrong. And I'm oh, wow. like, well, okay. 
<laughs> you know, and it was written in different colors of, of pen and pencil. And I said, why the oh different colors? Gosh. She said, well, I may be somewhere else and I, I can't find the, a, a pen. So I just pick up a pencil. Oh. And, and it is true. That's people, they make a mental list, wow. maybe not That's a physical exactly list, right. but a mental list of everything wow. that someone had done against them. And so those are the lists we need to begin to make, take, to, to let go of those lists and let's start making new lists, yeah. powerful, you know, of the joy of, yeah. of the good things. Because listen, if God kept a list on us, oh wow, exactly, you know, yeah. we, we would be in really bad Can shape, you, imagine? you know, so. Well, we're all laughing at that. I'm sitting here giggling. Oh yeah, that's funny. But I, <laughs> we're all guilty. Exactly we are, are all yeah. guilty of that. And I remember we had um, a few years back, um, had something just devastating to our family and it it the it it happened and then it went for for a good month or two and for the next couple years I'm telling you when we went through that month and it was in September and when we went through that month the next year Matt and I could tell you exactly what happened every day yeah remember okay so this is the 12th do you remember what happened today and you guys both heard it. I know you did. And then the next year, we probably talked about it again. And then the next year, maybe it got a little less. But then it finally, the whole month went by a couple years ago. And I remember yeah. waking up in October one day and I went, oh, September went by. Yeah. And I didn't think of anyone once that awesome? through that time. And it took a lot to forgive. And it was yeah. like every day it was like God created me a clean That's heart. Oh, God. That's yes. all I could say every day because I didn't want to hold things against. And it was hard. You know, and I and I love hard when I, I love I love hard. And and so it's hard when you're betrayed. Oh, yeah. And it's unexpected Experience. by those ones that you love and are close. And I was so thankful because God does heal you. It lifted a weight off of it you. It did. It? And it was, you know, and, and it is your salvation when, yes, when you forgive and you let go. It, it will just do miraculous things in you. And that is a miracle. Well, it is. And I think the thing we can forget in the midst of it all is, you know, Scripture says that we do not war against flesh and blood. Mm -hmm. And so what happened was you won the spiritual battle that that year finally when it was like I haven't thought of and I do that frequently I'm like you I like hard so I go there all and those I, anniversaries you know, I'm like <laughs> because you know it's just yeah. you, you this same mind that might yeah. be quick it, it can remember a lot of things too so when I and even just recently I said to Nick I just went a week mm. and then something mm -hmm. happened and here's the power of it I was watching TVN and uh, uh, you know, a person was on and something happened and it was a year ago. And God does this because it was m March a year ago. So now I'm in Israel. Mm. <laughs> and so I was in another place and I was watching something. And that's when I saw something. And really it was like, whoa, you just told everyone what I told you. Like it was just a real <laughs> yeah. like, but, but in a really, it so sent me into a tailspin. A year later, of doing this hard work of going, okay, we're gonna deal with this. As I talk about this chapter, so I want you to know that I can testify it's real, okay? It's real because now I'm in Israel. We, we didn't even plan for this all to go where this has gone. And a different thing comes on, a different program, and a different thing that I said about a whole different thing, this person quotes again, except this time, a year later, this is how free I know. 
I burst out laughing this time. Like in the thing of that other thing sent me like into a tailspin of deep. I burst out laughing and I looked up to God and I go, I'm here. That didn't touch one part of me, you know, where, where it would have... For those of you that maybe have been abused or like me, you were left in a hospital, there was so much rejection in my past. So for me, my Achilles heel is rejection or abandonment or a perceived betrayal that would for me go back to my mum leaving me in a hospital, no name on my birth certificate. And in a sense, that was a, a, a type of what happened in that um, relationship. So that wound that would have went right back to when I was left in that hospital, you know, just um, born... It was like God wanted to do a deeper level of healing so I could help ultimately a whole lot more people. Some things you want to be delivered from, other th and we all do, <laughs> even I do, but God says, no, sweetheart, I'm going to walk you through the valley of the shadow of death and you're going to find me in it. You're going to come out the other side, Christine, and you're going to be able to help millions more people because what was a place, a, a deep wound in me that I didn't even know was there, but the enemy could have used it because ultimately this person wasn't my enemy. It's the enemy coming like through the them. Scab That's getting the deal. killed off and the healing never happens. Never. Yeah. You know what I've done? And, and this is just, this is helpful for me and maybe yeah. it'll be helpful for you. When you feel the offense or you, you feel the excuse, yeah. that's one way to, to detect when you yeah. start making excuses you know, why this person and why you're not here and yes. why you're, because it really, you know, always ultimately comes back to us. Yes, it, it does. comes back to yes, your it Achilles does. heel. It comes back to that wounded place. Yeah. You know, what I've learned to do is like, I've learned to just take, and I, and I have to imagine it through my, through my, 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 my eyes of faith or my imagination yes. that those things that are hurtful, those things that I feel like I'm not forgiving people. I, I just imagine it like a, I've had to actually a bouquet of, of, of helium balloons and I literally I put that hurt that offense wow. those things that are bothering me and I literally I just imagine them that I'm putting it in that balloon and I, I literally just hold my hand out and I just say God you know what I'm giving this to you yeah. and I just release it to him and literally I have released a whole bouquet full of wow. balloons to yeah. him before because it's a lifting it's and powerful. you talked about it earlier when you realize you win a day yeah. without keeping an account yeah you you win a, a week without keeping that account. It's a it's like a weight lifts off of you. Yes. So every day, if we could just take inventory of our thoughts mm -hmm. and our excuses, and just say, God, you know what? I can't do anything about this, but you can. Yeah. So I'm just going to give this to you, and maybe it'll help you to imagine it. Uh, uh, you put it in your own helium balloon, and you just hold it out and just let it go to God, and just watch it drift up to Him, because you know what? He can take care of the hurts in your life better than you can take care of the hurts in your life. He wants you to move forward, doesn't want you to get stuck. And I think that's what we're talking Very about today. So. Yeah. Not getting stuck, yeah. not not taking on offense, not allowing the past yeah. to dictate your future, to totally. define you. Totally, because there's so many unexpected blessings and um, opportunities in our future. And I think, I love how you started it's unexpected to us, but not to God. <laughs> and it's not that he just suddenly fell off the throne and went, Peter, did you know that that was going to, it's not that. And yet sometimes we act like that. And um, he, he doesn't say there won't be trials or tribulations. He says trials will come, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. And so it's learning to walk victoriously through it. And I think that is the, um, 
the greatest challenge. A lot of time people think we get saved and then there is never a problem again. And so then when a challenge comes, a, a financial situation, a sickness, a relational, we think God has left me. And God's like, I never said you're not going to have a challenge, but I want you to find me in the midst of it because I'm there with you. I'm going to give you a way through this. Uh, and if you walk through it and come out the other side, you are going to be stunned at the unexpected blessing that's on the other side. And so am I from my greatest pain and also from my greatest success. I love in the book, I really took a couple of chapters to talk about the unexpected blessings that God's given me in my life, that the kid that was born in, you know, the back of Sydney, Australia, in the poorest zip code, I would never, I'm sitting here in with you in Jerusalem and speaking to the world. Who would have thought a kid with a unnamed on her birth certificate and I think sometimes some of us we don't expect enough good things from God and it really comes down to your theology Psalm 119 says God is good and God does good so even in my worst situations and some of my deepest pain that I walked through recently, you know, through writing, because we never write books that God doesn't expect us to live it before we write, I, I promise you. Um, but it was, I would say out loud, sometimes with tears streaming down my face, feeling the pain in my heart, but going, God, you are good and you do good. So this isn't from, you didn't do this because you are good and you do good. So you've got to sometimes tell yourself someone's struggling and has had a cancer diagnosis. I want you to know the enemy is, you know, the enemy is the orchestrator of evil and sickness and pain, not God. God is good and God does good. Now God will use, uh, sometimes we don't understand how or why, but he will use those negative situations if you trust his goodness, that through it all, he will turn this thing, Romans 8, 28, he will turn all things and work all things, even those bad things. He doesn't say they're good. He says those things are, uh, those things are bad, but he will work all things together for your good and for his okay. glory. So you've got to trust him in the midst of it. Sometimes people think, Christine, are you just a happy, clappy, shallow sort of Christian? And you're saying God just wants to sprinkle dust, you know, blessings on us all. I'm here to tell you from the Bible, Psalm 119 says, God is good. God does good. And every good and perfect gift, you know where it comes? It comes from above, from God. There is an enemy and he wants to steal, kill and destroy. That's all he does. John 10, 10, Jesus said that the enemy, he comes to steal, kill and destroy. But I have come. And you don't forget this part. That's the enemy. Sometimes we focus so much on that stuff, the bad stuff, the evil stuff, the sickness, the disease, the crime, the violence, the pain, the economic challenges. And we think that's God, but that's the enemy who comes to steal, kill and destroy. And Jesus says, but I have come. And he tells us why he came, that you might have life and not just a normal kind of life. This is the unexpected life I'm talking about. This is a faith-filled book that says even in the midst of adversity, you can have the abundant, that word in the Greek is zoe, that zoe life, the abundant life that Jesus came to give you. So what I want you to do is not stay in a victim mentality in the world. There is hashtags out there. There is a lot of anger. There is a lot of victimhood. And that the spirit of that is the enemy wanting to keep you stuck, keep you trapped, keep you in a pit, keep you thinking that there is no way out, that this is your lot in life. And yet the scripture says he makes our lot to fall in pleasant places, that he is good, that he does good, that his will for us is that we have not just a normal life, but an abundant life. And so I pray.
pray that through the story, sometimes of pain and suffering, and that you would know we're all real. We, we don't live in some different planet. We live here in a very fallen world, just like every one of you. We all are in relationships. We're all trying to expand the kingdom of God. So there is a very real enemy we come up across every single day. But we want you to know we fight him from victory, not for victory, because Jesus already has because the victory. Because he puts victory in come us. On. Come and on. That's yes, what, he does. That's the key is when you're fighting the good fight of faith, yeah. the good of God. Yeah becomes the good of you. Yes, it does. It's yes, called it does. the fruits of the Spirit. Come on. And that's how we develop. How that's do we how overcome we can evil? Overcome. With good. That's how. Because yes. it's, not, it's, not, it's not something that you just wake up. No. It's part of the process. That's it. It's part of your growth. Totally. And, you know, I, I think about it like this. I have, a, I have a lemon tree that I planted, but it didn't have any lemons on it. But wow. it didn't, doesn't mean it's not a lemon tree. There you go. You yes. know what? But put in the right soil. That's it. Put in the right atmosphere, going to the church, watching TV in, put in the right That's atmosphere. It. That tree began to produce Beautiful. lemons. It began yeah. to produce fruit. And that's exactly what you do. You begin to produce fruit, love, joy, peace, patience, long suffering. All of these things are for your good so Beautiful. that you can overcome. Yes. And so that's the key. It's not will. No. It's not our own gusto and strength. It's the fruit of the spirit that yes, God releases in us. And that's the goodness of God. Oh, yes, it but is. But he didn't leave us Come here on. to deal with this on our own. He says, I've already put inside you. He does. Everything you need. You just got to develop it. You got to get it out of you. And it's part of the process. Of it is. And, and you can see in your life, you yeah. couldn't, you can't face those big challenges until you get through the small ones. Yeah. And, and it is, and you, and how in, we've got a, a world full of evil, and people are so despondent. But the Bible says that we overcome evil with good. That's what the Bible says. So that's why that that and it's God's goodness that grows that on be of good of cheer. Come I've on. overcome the world. That's what it. is be of good cheer? You know what I mean? Cheer. It's like it's something that we have to do. Yeah. We have to decide to make that choice to yes. say I'm either going to go, I'm going to get down, depressed, I'm going to get stuck, or I'm going to laugh in the face of this yes you know yes. the bible says rejoice in the lord yeah and again i say rejoice that word rejoice just means to brighten beautiful yes. rejoy yes. To, yes. To, to brighten and yeah. it's almost as if god says i've got the light in you you've just got to learn to flick it oh, on oh yeah and That's you got to flick it on by faith and then God will help you. Well, totally. But you got to make a move. Yes, you do. And then God will make a move. <laughs> yep. And that's the beauty is God doesn't want to do what we can do no for way. ourselves. We are joint heirs with Jesus yep. Christ. Come it's on. us together. Yes, it is. You know, and that's the beauty. I, I think it, it's empowering to know God is helping me. Yes. You know what? Totally. He's helping me. He's developing me. He's growing me. And Beautiful. I think that's the exciting part of being a believer so is to, to be able to see that fruit. And so, like yeah. you say in your book, those unexpected things, you know what? They're not unexpected to God. No, they're not. He's right there to help us, to develop us, and to grow us. And that's why we're we're all better together, not only as women, but as as believers. Amen. You said it, you said it at the beginning. We all have a part to play. Yes, we we're do. here to encourage each other. We're here to bless each other. We're here to support each other and, and to and to be you know, what God's called us to be, to run our own race. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I, I know that there's a lot of you out there that sometimes it's hard to pray for yourself. Yeah. And sometimes it's 
hard to encourage yourself in the Lord. That's what we're supposed to do. Sometimes yeah. you don't have any other encouragement. That's it. You just have to <laughs> encourage yourself, you know. And you don't just sit there and just quote the word over and over to make it to make it to make it right or to make it happen. It's you quote the word of God over and over so that I start actually believing that. Come on. You yes. know, that I am the righteousness of God in Christ, that I am an overcomer. I am the beloved of the Lord. And so a lot of times people just want to be prayed for. And Chris, I think you've just got it today. Again, we're talking, we've been talking about her book, Unexpected. Leave fear behind, move forward in faith and embrace the adventure. I love that. Chris, just pray for the people I today, will. would you? And so... Father, I thank you for every person on the other side of the screen. And um, Lord, you know every heart, you know every person, you know every fear that everyone is carrying. And it means something to you. Lord, you see them, you know them, and you care. But I thank you that you have not given us a spirit of fear, but of love and of power and a sound mind. And right now, in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, I rebuke that spirit of fear in Jesus' name. And I speak the love of God, the power of God, and a sound mind where people are feeling tormented and confused and where the accuser of the brethren has told them that they're no good, that they won't make it, that there is no hope. Even that person, Father, right now, that has been contemplating committing suicide. Father, I come against that spirit of death and negativity and fear and doubt right now in the name of Jesus and I speak life and I speak hope and I speak victory and I say to you you shall live and not die and you shall step into the fullness of the promise of all that Jesus Christ has for you and God I thank you that what is unexpected for us is never unexpected for you and that God you are good you do good and you work all things together for our good and for your glory. So give your people strength and courage today. And Father, let a spirit of hope and faith and expectation rise up in your people today that we would expect that our God is good and does good. And Father, I pray that people will begin to expect open doors, expect blessings from you, expect opportunities from you, expect provision from you, Father, expect restoration, reconciliation, forgiveness, and healing and deliverance in the name of Jesus. There are things we can expect from our good Father. And so, Father, I thank you that every good and perfect gift comes from you. And I pray that over whatever anyone needs. If it's healing, Father, I pray for healing, for deliverance, for forgiveness, for restoration, for provision, for blessing, for open doors of opportunity. Lord, in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of TBN's Praise Podcast. If you enjoyed today's interview, be sure to subscribe to the podcast, share it with a friend, and consider leaving a review. We look forward to having you join us back here next week.